Act Three, Scene One of Rollo's Wild Oat by Claire Coomer. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Three, Scene One The Morning Room of Grandfather Webster's House at Shelbrook. An old fashioned but delightfully furnished room. Door into hall, left upper. French door leading into garden, right upper. Door into other parts of the house, right. Fireplace, left. In front of this, a wing chair facing footlights. On rise, Horatio up left at bell cord. Time, a few hours later. Discovered, Horatio Webster and Aunt Lane. And you suspect nothing? Here the boy was on his way to the devil, and you couldn't get the first inkling of it. Ringing bell left. Then comes down, sits in armchair. If I had suspected anything, I wouldn't have told you, Horatio. Seated, chair left of table. Oh, you wouldn't? Why wouldn't you? If you could see your face, you wouldn't ask that question. What's the matter with it? Am I flushed? You certainly are, Horatio. You're angry, and you shouldn't be. You've seen cider poured into a glass of milk. What? Never saw such a thing in my life. What the devil would anyone do that for? That's just what you're doing, Horatio. Your anger sets up just such a fermentation inside of you. All your kindly juices are affected by it. Fermentation and kindly juices be damned. What's he going to do? That's what I want to know. Is he going to produce some idiotic damn foolery with my name on it? No, Horatio. He is not going to play in something he has written. Not at all. Not anything like that. You've kept it all from me. That's what you've done. I have to hear the news from a common servant. Are you pleased that Mr. Rollo is playing in a theater this evening? That's the question that's put to me just after my dinner. Pleased? Am I pleased? How did Bella know anything about it? I suppose she's been reading Lydia's letters to me. And what's Lydia doing all this time? Why doesn't she come home? I've told you, Horatio, she's visiting friends. You ought to be glad to have her. I'd like to go to town oftener myself. It was a great sacrifice for me to stay at home tonight. I wanted to go to a concert with Lydia. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Perhaps it might not have been a very good concert. I don't like your manner, Horatio. Enter Bella, right. Did you ring, sir? I did, long ago. My toe is very bad, Bell. I want you to help me into some room where I can be alone. I don't care where. If necessary, I can go to bed. Aunt Lane, rising and going toward door left. Don't move, Horatio. If you want your cards, they're on the library table. I would advise solitaire and a hot toddy. You can do as you like. Exits with dignity. Horatio, his manner changing, eagerly, to Bella. 
Bella, don't you think it's strange we've heard nothing from Mr. Rollo? Are you sure the boy you gave the message to is reliable? Bella crosses to Horatio. Sure he was, Mr. Webster. He was a sweet young fellow. You could tell from his voice. What's that got to do with it? You made him write the message down. You sure he wrote it down? Sure he did, Mr. Webster. I could hear him writing it down, as plain as anything. Nonsense. What was it he said? He said he'd run as fast as ever he could to the theatre. And I says, give the message to Mr. Houston. Just like you told me. If you can't see Mr. Rollo. Why doesn't he answer you, then? He must have got it by now, mustn't he? How do I know, Mr. Webster? I should think he would. Maybe Mr. Rollo is sick. I'm afraid not, Bella. I wish I could think so. But I'm afraid not. I hope I won't be punished for what I've done. That's all, Mr. Webster. Ten dollars ain't much for committing a deadly sin. You did it to save Mr. Rollo. It was a very worthy act, and ten dollars was a good price for it. But he thinks only of himself. He won't even come to see his poor old grandfather on his deathbed. That's gratitude. That's the younger generation for you. But you ain't on your deathbed, Mr. Webster. If I were, it would make no difference. Don't idolize your grandchildren, Bella. It's a great mistake. Have nothing to do with them. That's the best way. Send them a dollar occasionally and let it go at that. Don't have them around where you'll see them and get attached to them. No, sir. I'll certainly look out for them. After seeing yours, Mr. Webster, if I have any. Now that'll do. You go and sit near the telephone where you can hear if he calls. Enter Aunt Lane with a pack of cards. Exit Bella, right. Here are your cards, Horatio. You seem to endure Bella's society very well. Places cards on table. Violent ringing at bell of house door. Mercy! Who in the world wants to get into this house enough to ring like that? Wait, let me hear. Perhaps, Lane, you'd better go out. Re-enter Bella hurriedly. Bella to Horatio, breathlessly. The message was delivered, sir, and he is here. Mr. Rollo is here. He run ahead of me into your bedroom. Mr. Rollo, he... Enter Rollo. He dashes past Bella into the room and throws himself on his knees beside his grandfather. Horatio lies back in the chair, pretending faintness. Exit Bella. Aunt Lane down left of center. Rollo, glancing up at Aunt Lane. Isn't there any hope for him? Hope? Why, Rollo? Yes, now that you've come, my boy. Now that you've come. I thought you were dying, Grandfather. His head down on Horatio's knee. I am, my boy. Dying? Why, your grandfather has no more idea of dying than I have. How do you know what ideas I may have? You sent for me, and the message was so frightful. Horatio! Don't! Don't speak to him like that! No, Lane, don't speak to me like that. Is it possible, Horatio, that you sent for this poor child out of spite? 
No, I did not, Lane. You know nothing of my condition. I know that no one could eat such a dinner as you did and be ill. You... you really ate your dinner, Grandfather? Hardly a mouthful, Rollo. Your Aunt Elaine sat behind the centerpiece, the large fernery, and she couldn't possibly have seen what I ate. And the doctor? Why isn't the doctor here? We haven't had the doctor, Rollo. Rollo, rising. I began to see it all. You don't, my boy. I do. Perhaps, Aunt Lane, you had better leave us. Rollo, my poor child, come into the library and have a little glass of port and a biscuit before you talk to your grandfather. No, no. Then let me bring it to you here. Just a little glass of port and a biscuit. Rollo, passing her down center. Oh, you talk to me of port and biscuit. Do you realize what I've done? That I've left my play, my theater full of people, my manager, my actors. Left them all with no excuse for it in the world that I can ever offer. And myself most of all. I've left myself there in the theater. Well spoken, my boy. But that will do. My poor child. Remember, Rollo that nothing is as dreadful or as important as it seems. Exit Aunt Elaine, right. Rollo goes up to take off coat, places it on settee. He is in Hamlet clothes. The first sensible thing I ever heard your aunt say. Now, my boy, the thing for you to do is to be reasonable. You told me you wanted to go to work. Rollo, coming down right of Horatio, I did. Horatio, he sees the Hamlet costume. Rollo, what are you doing in those clothes? These are my working clothes, Grandfather. What? You are wearing the costume of Hamlet, the great Dane of Elsinore. He rolls the words out. My God. <sighs> Don't disturb yourself about it, sir. It's past, and... It won't occur again. I should have known, yes. I should have suspected Hamlet. Grandfather, did you... Did you send that message just to get me here? Of course not, my boy. I sent it because I knew... I knew it would kill me if you went on with all that foolishness. If I had known you were playing Hamlet... I promise you, on my word of honor, I would be stone dead as I sit here. Rollo, going closer to him. Do you realize what you have done, Grandfather? But no, I, I can't believe it. You must be very, very ill. Certainly I am. Many a man at my age and in my condition would have his family gathered about his bedside, reading prayers for those at sea or something of the sort rollo turning and going center and you can joke about it well my boy you know how it is in times of stress we we rise to the occasion 
sickness and death and things like that don't trouble us not as much as usual rollo still intense no one would tell me they thought the play was more important all but the girl who was going to play ophelia she ran out on the stage i was just beginning my long speech horatio with a look of satisfaction stopped you in the beginning did she i never knew how much i cared for you grandfather i left the scene and all the people as if they hadn't been there but now i believe you have ruined my life no my dear boy i have not you must take my word for it i have not my career as an actor is over i may be wrong about it but i believe it is over no i think you are right about that but do not regret it too much rollo why my boy i-i wanted to do it when i was your age all people who have any talent want to do it you think i have talent why i have no doubt of it my boy you would have probably made an excellent bad actor just as i would enter bella the young lady wants to know if she's to wait or go home with the cabman young lady what young lady it's miss macduff grandfather the girl who was to play ophelia what and you brought her with you we ran out of the theatre together i don't know whether she followed me or i dragged her after me horatio to bella tell her to come in here i wish to see her yes sir no grandfather she'll understand you're not seeing her but i wish to see her the cabman says it's thirty-five dollars and he wants to know if he's to wait wait i should say so wait forever exit bella he drove all the way from the city grandfather when i told him it was a matter of life and death he said it would be thirty-five dollars you told him a nice way to make a bargain it's a wonder he hadn't said a hundred and thirty-five that's what i thought come in goldie as goldie hesitates in the doorway rollo crosses to her you sent for me rollo horatio looking at her keenly so it's ophelia as goldie stands waiting down right rollo beside her rollo leave me alone with her no grandfather i prefer to stay i won't listen to what you say but i prefer to remain what you go and pay the cabman have you any money on you uh no sir get it from your aunt lane in the library tell her to take it out of the housekeeping money rollo then going to horatio grandfather not a word to miss macduff that will hurt her feelings or i will leave this house forever leave this room now that's all i ask of you i have met this sort of lady before i know how to treat them your actresses were not like miss macduff sir will you go 
Uh, yes, I will. Goes to Goldie. He wants to speak to you alone. Don't mind anything he says. I wouldn't leave you, but when he gets angry, he sometimes has a sort of fit. What shall I do for him when he has it? Oh, he won't have it if I go. Don't be afraid of him if he should begin to jump about a little. He can't run very fast. He has a bad toe. Rollo takes Goldie to Horatio. Grandfather, this is Miss Macduff. Goldie, this is Grandfather. To Goldie. Are you all right? Goldie nods. Exit Rollo, right. Horatio to Goldie. Sit down. She does so. Are you going to marry my grandson? Oh, no, no, Mr. Webster. I have no idea of such a thing. Oh, and are you in the habit of running about the country at night with young men you don't intend to marry? No, really, I never did such a thing before. But it was so terrible to be left in the theater, and we were so worried about you, and the idea of playing Ophelia all by myself was so dreadful. Why, you've played Ophelia before, haven't you? No, Mr. Webster, never. Oh, what have you played? Why, nothing very much, Mr. Webster. I've been mostly in musical shows. Oh, you sing. No, I don't. Don't you have to sing to be in musical shows? No, you, you don't. Oh, well, what are the qualifications necessary? Why, different things, Mr. Webster. What in your case? Why, I think it was my ankles, mostly. Oh, and your qualifications for playing Ophelia were the same, I suppose? Yes, Mr. Webster. I mean, I hadn't any. I was the one all along to, to beg your grandson not to play Hamlet, not to be an actor at all, to, to take an interest in air breaks. Air brakes? What do you know about air brakes? Nothing. Nothing at all, except that they need to be improved. Who says they do? He told me. Rollo? Goldie nods. Well, he'll be a great help to the business. So he told you that. Eyeing her suspiciously. And a great many other things, I suppose. What do you mean, Mr. Webster? Well, enough to make you think he was a pretty desirable young man. Come now, didn't he? He told you that he had a large country place. Yes, Mr. Webster, he told me about this place and the garden, and you... I see. And you thought it would be very easy to annex this young gentleman and his possessions... No, Mr. Webster, I didn't. Well, it might be hard, but a good business stroke. Goldie, rising with dignity, almost weeping. What I thought doesn't matter, Mr. Webster, and what you may think of me doesn't matter, for I shall not see either you or Rollo after tonight. Horatio, pleased. There, that's right. I'd like to see you show some spirit. Now sit right down by me again, and tell me... No, I must go, Mr. Webster. Where are you going? 
I don't know. But before I go, I want to tell you that Rollo hasn't the slightest idea of... of what we've been talking about, of... of me. What makes you think he hasn't? Well, while he may like me, Mr. Webster, I am sure there are others that he likes as well, or better. Others? What do you mean by that? Actresses? I really couldn't tell you. I don't mean anything. Then I'll have that young rascal in here and make him tell me. Ring the bell. No, Mr. Webster. You must promise me first that you won't say one word of what we've been talking about. In the first place, it will make Rollo very angry. Dear, dear, how terrifying. Promise me you won't speak of... of her, and I'll ring the bell. Certainly I promise. Not a word. Just let me get after him. Goldie stops suspiciously. Just about the air brakes, my dear. That's all. Goldie rings the bell left. Goldie on her way to door right. Goodbye, Mr. Webster. Don't go any further than the library. Enter Bella. Goldie goes quickly out right. Did you ring, sir? Find Mr. Rollo and tell him to come here at once. Yes, sir. The housemaid says she'll leave if he's going to wear those clothes around the house. You tell her to go to the devil. Yes, sir. Tell her if she wasn't a driveling idiot, she would know that that is a very beautiful costume, one that many men would die to wear. Yes, sir. I should think they would, unless someone's killed him first. Exits right, passing above Rollo as he enters. Enter Rollo, crosses left to Horatio. Sits right of Horatio. Goldie told me, Grandfather, that you wished to speak to me. So, in addition to everything else, you've been making a damned ass of yourself over women. Rollo puts his head down on his arm. Horatio is alarmed. Rollo, what are you doing? You're not crying. Rollo, sitting up. No, sir. Horatio roughly pulling him over to him. Don't you know that you're all I care about in the world? Why do you want to disgrace me, raising Cain all over New York City? I'll admit that I'm an utter failure, and, and I'll go into the business of selling air brakes at once. Do you suppose I want an utter failure selling air brakes? I wouldn't have you in my business. Perhaps someone will have me, somewhere. You're very young, Rollo, but I wouldn't mind your marrying at all if you'd marry someone I wouldn't object to. Thank you, Grandfather, but I'd mind marrying anyone you wouldn't object to, I'm sure. No, my boy. Now tell me, is there anyone? Have you anyone in mind? No, sir. Come, come, my boy. Don't say that. I know there is someone. If you mean Miss Macduff, she won't have me. I just asked her in the hall. What the devil did you do that for? I saw you had been making her cry. Besides, I felt like it. Goes to Bell left and rings. That little coarse girl, you asked her to... to marry you? 
Rollo, coming to write of Horatio, She's a wonderful girl, grandfather. Her grandmother was the greatest actress in England. I don't believe it. What was her name? Her name was Mary Mao. Mary Mao? Rollo, I, 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 of all the... Stop, grandfather. You shall not say one word against her. Oh, shan't I? No, sir. Not a word. How do you know what I was going to say? I can imagine it was nothing good. Oh, you can. What right have you to imagine what I was going to say? I daren't mention her name in your presence. Is that it? I know how you hate actresses. You'll never now know what I was going to say. Not if you beg me on your knees. What was it, Grandfather? Silence. You have deeply offended me. I'm very sorry, sir. That doesn't alter it. A violent ringing of the house bell. Now who's that at this hour of the night? Rollo, listening. It's Lydia. Lydia, off. Where is he? Let me go to him. Rushing in. Rollo, you didn't tell me... Oh, my dear, darling grandfather! She kneels by Horatio, enveloped in her cloak. There's nothing to be excited about, Lyd. He's not sick at all. Why, what do you mean? I saw the message. Houston showed it to me. I know. It was a joke or something. A joke? But I don't understand. Why, where's your sense of humor? You're not sick, grandfather. But how dreadful! Oh, dreadful, is it? You'd rather find your old grandfather on his deathbed than not? No, no, grandfather. I only mean I wouldn't have come if I had known. She rises. Her cloak falls back, disclosing the page's costume. Lydia, what have you got on? Did you wear those clothes to the concert? Doesn't he know? I was in the play, grandfather. This is my prologue costume. Prologue? I should think so. To Rollo. And you permitted this? No, he didn't. I made him let me do it. Going to Rollo. Oh, Rollo, what shall I do about Mr. Lucas? Forget him. But I can't. He's in the cab. In the cab? Have the driver start for New York as quickly as possible. Enter Bella with hot toddy, which he sets on table. The cabman says he won't go back to New York tonight. It's too late, and he don't know the detour is good enough. What's that? Another cab? How did you suppose I came, Grandfather? How much is it, Lyd? I don't know. Oh, didn't you make a bargain with him? A bargain? When Grandfather was dying? Just one more surprise for me now, and you can call the doctor, for I shall need him. As if in answer to his request, Lucas stands in the doorway, wearing his Laertes costume. Here it is. I beg your pardon. Is this the cabman? Lydia, falteringly, to Lucas. There's nothing the matter with Grandfather at all. Grandfather, this is Mr. Lucas. He was in the play, too, as you see. Delighted to meet you, sir, Mr. Webster. 
and more glad than I can say that there is nothing the matter. How do you do? Is the entire company here, Rollo? Because if so, you can go on with the play, I should think. Lucas, to Rollo, drawing him aside. I'm in a rather difficult position, Mr. Webster. I haven't a cent in my clothes to pay the cabman. A cent wouldn't do you very much good. Raising his voice. My grandfather wouldn't think of allowing you to pay the cabman. To Horatio. Aunt Lane, grandfather? I suppose so. Exit Rollo right. Lucas crosses left of table. So you brought my granddaughter out here. How did that happen? Lydia going to chair right of Horatio. She sits. I asked him to, grandfather. Wasn't it dreadful of me? Not at all. I was glad to be of service in such a serious, I mean, we believed it to be serious occasion. How did the rumor start? Rumor? It wasn't a rumor. I was very sick indeed. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. I didn't understand. I'm subject to sinking spells, and I had one. I see. Your heart? No, my toe. Tell me, how was Rollo getting on? I thought he was splendid. Oh, he did very well, Mr. Webster, especially when he was stopped. I mean, he had just begun to let himself go. Then, of course, it was terrible for us all. I only thought of myself and how to get off the stage. And when the opportunity came to run out of the theatre, I was delighted, really. Not that I wasn't deeply distressed at the same time. Enter Aunt Lane. Lydia crosses quickly to her. Aunt Lane embracing Lydia. Lydia, my dear child, and Mr. Lucas, this is delightful. Delightful, is it? I had no idea my dull evening was going to turn out like this. Why, thank you, Miss Lane. It certainly is delightful to see you again, but it seems terrible to intrude upon you like this. And I'm awfully afraid I'll have to ask you to keep me overnight. Why, of course, Mr. Lucas. We wouldn't dream of letting you go. Here's a nice hot drink I've just made for Mr. Webster. You must have it. As he protests. Yes, you must. You're so thinly dressed. Aunt Elaine presses it upon him. He takes the glass reluctantly. Yes, he didn't even have a coat. I rarely ever wear a coat. But are you sure you won't have this, Mr. Webster? Offering the glass to Horatio. No, he wasn't going to drink it. Were you, Horatio? Evidently not. He was quite annoyed with me for making it for him. Rollo enters right, crosses above the others to Horatio. Aunt Lane hasn't the money. It's fifty dollars, Grandfather. But the cabman is willing to stay all night and take a check in the morning. Ah! Oh, what is it, Grandfather? It's just his toe. Come, let's go into the library. I think it will be pleasanter. And your Grandfather likes to be alone with his toe. Good night, Horatio. Good night, Grandfather. Good night, Mr. Webster. They go outright and leave him, Lucas carrying the toddy. Grandfather, I don't suppose you're going to use the car tonight. I'll get Jonas up and drive to the city, if you've no objections. 
oh what utter damn foolishness every damn thing i've had on my mind this damn night is rollo rings the bell well at least my damn foolishness won't disturb you any further grandfather i won't see you again for a long time what do you mean by that enter bella right did you ring mr webster bella ask miss lane for a rap for miss macduff i'm taking her back to the city tonight miss lane has lent the young lady a nightgown and put her to bed in the room off hers uh, can i stay here tonight grandfather how dare you ask me that question you know i never wanted you to go in the first place and what do you mean by i won't see you again for a long time it will be much better grandfather i shall never be the same again i'd just be a gloomy spirit moving through these rooms bella make a hot drink for mr rollo and one for me and put them on our night tables rollo my boy you'll feel entirely different when you get those clothes off lay out a bright cheerful suit of pajamas for hamlet bella i mean for mr rollo rollo sitting sadly in chair left of a table that's it just plain rollo webster curtain end of act three scene one